Have you been struggling in your relationship? There could be more to it than meets the eye. Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. For years, I was in a very toxic relationship, which I didn't recognize as abusive until the day I left. Let's take a look at the abusive patterns and behaviors to tear down the walls that could be holding you back from moving forward and living your best life even after abuse. Facing small fears can lead to big changes. Are you ready to get started? Hello there, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Let's Just Face It. Today, we're going to be talking about three different ways to recover from emotional abuse. First of all, I have to tell you, this is not the end-all be-all to recover from emotional abuse. These are only three key points, three tips to help you start moving forward towards healing and rebuilding yourself again. Once you get out of an abusive relationship, whether it was any kind of abuse, physical, emotional, mental, financial, sexual, they all revolve around emotional abuse because it doesn't matter how bad the other type of abuse was, it always will affect you in an emotional manner. And you have to find ways to move past this so you can start moving towards healing and towards moving away from this relationship. Everybody heals at different moments, at different times, and everybody heals very differently. But these three ways will help you get started into your recovery stage. Number one, journaling. Journaling is a very powerful tool. Sometimes you need closure or sometimes you need to say things that you can't say and then you can journal. Get any book. If you like pretty notebooks, get pretty notebooks. If you like colored ink, highlighters, whatever floats your boat. Get some place that you can sit all by yourself where there is absolute silence and you can sit down and write everything that comes to mind. What are you going to be writing about? It all depends on how you're feeling. When are you going to be writing? You pick the date. You pick the time. You pick how many times a week you're going to be doing this. Sometimes you don't even have to pick the time or how many times you're going to be doing it. It's going to be as much as you need it or as information comes back into your brain that you need to dump somewhere. Everybody is different and everybody handles things differently. As soon as I left my abusive relationship, I got a notebook. It was a very pretty notebook as I'm into those, but I started writing as if I was going to start writing a book. My dream has always been to be able to write a book, and I started writing all my experiences as if I was writing a book. Little did I know that what I was writing was things that were moving me in my head out of the relationship. I was already out of the house, but emotionally and mentally, I was still very much attached to the relationship. It had been 14 years of a relationship. You don't get over that in a minute. I started writing everything that I felt was going on in my life as if it was a diary. Later on, as I started telling myself these stories, I realized that there were instances in the relationship that I was starting to remember. There were moments in the relationship that really hurt me or affected me. And it just took me to start telling my story as if I was talking to somebody brand new who didn't know me from Adam. I started describing every little single detail about all the emotionally abusive moments that I could remember. I would write down how I felt, where I was, 
what he said, what I said, anything that could come to mind. The thing with emotional abuse or narcissistic abuse is that our brains try to protect us. So there's certain information regarding the abusive relationships that you don't tend to keep clear in your brain. Your brain hides this information in a different place. So you can't access it as easily as any other memories because it wants to protect you. The problem that I see with this is that sometimes you even forget the abuse until it happens again and it seems familiar. If you're still in an abusive relationship, journaling can also be a way to keep your sanity, to keep remembering any instance or situation that you have been through. Because sometimes they play with your mind and they start manipulating and gaslighting you into believing that things didn't happen the way that you remember or the feeling that you have about that situation. You can start journaling even when you're still in the abusive relationship and that will help you. Keep in mind that sometimes these things, you have to keep them out of their reach because sometimes they can either destroy them, make them disappear, or just be mad at you for writing this information, thinking that you're going to show somebody else or somebody else will find out the type of person that they are. Just keep that in mind. Every day I would write in the journal as if it was my diary, telling my stories about my day, how I felt what's in my mind, what I speak to my friends about, anything that comes to mind. Don't worry about what you need to write in the journal because you will find out. You will start brain dumping things as they come. This is yours. This is private. If you think that you need help and you need some journaling prompts, I got you. I have a free guide full of journal prompts. If this is something that you're interested in, I will put the link in the show notes so you can download the journal prompts that I have pre-created for you. Okay, so now that that is settled, just find a blank notebook, whichever one you want, and start writing. It doesn't matter what you write. What you need to write will eventually come out. Another way to recover from emotional abuse is working out, exercising. I don't know if you know because most of us just exercise either to eat more or because we need to lose weight or sometimes just because summer is coming. Exercise may be the best thing that you can do right now because number one, exercising works as an antidepressant. It betters your mood and this is something that we need right now. Due to the fact that either you're trying to leave an abusive relationship or you have just left a relationship and you're left with all the pieces to put back together, you need something that can keep you off anxiety and depression. Working out was my go-to. I became totally obsessed with working out because it made me feel like I could conquer the world. I started working out because I wanted to look better because I used to cry every time I had to go to the closet because I had let myself go so much that I couldn't even recognize the person looking at the mirror. But that's not the only reason to exercise. Exercise has a lot of benefits. And if you add what you're going through at this moment, you need all the help that you can get. Not only getting better, fit physically and emotionally, because it'll boost your mood, it'll help you build agility. It gives you more confidence, it helps you sleep better helps improve your creativity, improves your posture, your skin. It increases your energy, lengthens your life, protects your heart, reduces stress, strengthens your bones, your joints, 
Does any of this sound like something that you want? Because we're all looking for a better fix, to be better tomorrow. And we think of many different things, but when we talk about working out, exercising, it's only about looking better. But the type of exercising that I'm talking about, even though it will show physically, but that's not why. Not everybody needs to tone, not everybody needs to lose weight, but we all need to be working out. When do you want to work out? Whenever you think that you need to be in a better mood. Which is the best time to work out? Whichever time, it'll fit your schedule. Do you work out in the morning or in the afternoon? Whichever time will work for you. A lot of people have different options to working out. This will vary depending on the type of lifestyle that you have, whether you have kids, whether you wake up maybe at five o'clock to go to work, or maybe you wake up at seven o'clock to go to work and you can work with your time. It all depends on what time you went to sleep the day before. Do you go out and hang out often and usually involve some kind of alcoholic beverage where you're dead the next day? Well, then you might not wake up and want to work out. Do whatever you need to do to fit your lifestyle. You don't have to work out for hours. You don't even need equipment. I usually do 21-day fix from Beachbody, and now I just signed up for a CrossFit gym that is close to my house, and I am totally in love with it. But all you need is 30 minutes. 30 minutes of you moving your body, using weights, doing cardio, do a mixture of the two. There's a lot of YouTube videos that you can use to get yourself moving for 30 minutes. Everybody's intensity varies as well, so I can't tell you how hard you have to go. You will know where to go and how to get there because you will get better at whatever it is that you're doing. I cannot do a pull-up for the life of me, but I promise you before the year is out that I will be able to do a pull-up and I'll keep you posted for that one. But you live and you learn. You have to start things to get better at them. At the beginning, you might not be able to do a push-up and then you pop out 22 on your feet, not on your knees. But you have to start somewhere. If you need to do a jog around the block, a mental health walk at lunch, anything that makes your body move, anything that gets your heart rate up, 20, 30 minutes. You don't need any more. If you want to do more, you're more than welcome to it. If you want to go try Beachbody, because I used to love it, you can try that as well. My favorite was P90X, 21 Day Fix Extreme. I also tried Insanity at one point, which I thought was insane for me. Shalene Extreme. Turbo Jam. I can keep mentioning them. These are just examples of stuff that you can look up online or sign up. They have like a Netflix kind of membership and you can work out at home from your own TV. You don't need to buy the CDs anymore. Not that anybody uses CDs anymore, but I think I just aged myself right here. But just do you. Whatever fits for your lifestyle, whatever fits on your schedule, you need to get your body moving. You won't see the benefits of it until you start doing it. You might not see them right away. You might not feel them right away, but you will start to feel them and you will start to notice. The days that I felt better were the days where I worked out. It didn't matter the time. Sometimes I kept putting it off till almost bedtime, but I knew that I had to work out even if I was close to my bedtime. And once you get it started, you even feel guilty when you don't do them. Because you need motivation to start, but you need discipline to continue. And when you start seeing the changes, not only in your body, in your mind, in the way that you think, in the way that you act, it is something to get you quite addicted to and a great addiction, I might add. 
You can add water. Hydrating yourself is very important in this process. Change the way that you eat. You don't have to go on a diet. You don't have to starve yourself. Just figure out a way to clean what you're eating at the moment and stop going for sodas and fast foods. Anything else, you can work around it. Another way to recover from emotional abuse is to start taking care of yourself and recover your self-love. When you're in an abusive relationship, it doesn't matter the type of abuse, you break down to almost nothing. You become a shell of yourself. And if you're anything like me, I used to cry every time I had to get dressed because I couldn't recognize myself. And of course, I'm talking about physically being a little chubbier than I used to and not being able to fit in my clothes. But if I would have kept building my self-love, yes, I would have been uncomfortable because I had gained a couple of pounds, but I would still love myself enough to not feel so crappy every time somebody invited me out. I couldn't stand to look at myself in the mirror. I felt broken. I felt ugly. I felt fat. I felt like I wasn't a good enough mother because I couldn't be there for myself. So how could I be there for them? I couldn't show them the love that they needed from me because I could not love myself like I needed to. To be able to love yourself, you have to love yourself however you are. And we're not perfect. So we're always going to find some kind of imperfections. And all you have to do is pinpoint what you feel is uncomfortable for you or what you want to work with and just work through it. Personal development is my number one go-to. You read books, you learn a skill, you lose the weight, whatever you need to do. But you have to love yourself enough to want to do these things. You have to build yourself up to the person that you once were before you fell into this emotional abuse trap. You have to look for the version of you that you thought you lost. You will become much better than the person that you think that you miss right now. But you have to work on your self-love. You have to give yourself self-care. You have to realize that you are worthy, that you are enough. And you need to get back all those selves, self-confidence, self-esteem, self-love, self-worth, all of them. You need to build them back up because it doesn't matter where you come from, but it is very important that you don't let that define where you're going because it doesn't matter who you were. You need to work on who you're going to be. Your next chapter could be your best chapter ever. And if you don't know where to start, if you feel like you have lost your self-love, and you need to start building it up again. I also have a download regarding three tips for self-love. I will also put that in the show notes below this episode. You can download the guide and start from there. Just because you can't stand to look at yourself in the mirror doesn't mean that that won't change. When I was around eight years old, for whatever reason it happened, I did not think that I was pretty. I thought that I was ugly and I hated to look at myself in the mirror. Now, as I'm growing older, I realized that I've wasted a lot of time thinking that I was ugly. But at that moment, I started looking at myself in the mirror against my own will. And I kept telling myself, you're pretty. I felt stupid at the beginning, but in about 30 days or so, I started to feel better. I started to feel like it was starting to become true. And I didn't feel like I was lying to myself anymore. And what I'm trying to tell you with this short story is that you believe whatever you want to believe. If you want to believe that you're better, that you're stronger, that you're beautiful, all you have to do is tell yourself. We are our own worst critics. And because of all the brainwashing, gaslighting, and manipulation in these 
abusive relationships, you tend to believe what these people tell you, whether it's a parent, a spouse, a partner, a child, whoever it was. They work a lot with brainwashing you and making you feel like your perception is very different from the truth. And if you feel like you've been broken down up to that point, it's up to you to fix it. Nobody else is going to fix it for you. If they made you believe that you were ugly and lazy and unworthy, the only person that can work towards changing that mentality is you. I am sorry to tell you, but you have to start working on it. Nobody else is going to do it for you. I hope these three tips can help you start recovering from emotional abuse. There's a lot of work to be done because there's a lot of damage that has been done. We all have to start somewhere. And I know that it is hard and it feels at times that you can't do any better. But these three tips will get you in a better place. You don't have to work at them at the same time. You can start working on one and then progress to the next one. But these three things specifically will get you moving in the right direction. Journaling is a great place to start. And if you feel like you're not ready for the other two options, start with journaling. One will lead you to the other. One will open you up to the other. You need to go in steps. So take it one step at a time and start where you feel more comfortable. Exercising 20, 30 minutes a day, even if it starts with a mental health walk. Just go for it and go from there. Self-love, start doing things that you like. Go to the salon, change the color of your hair, go do your nails, go get a pedicure. Self-love is also exercising. So there you can kill two birds with one stone, but just don't leave it there and keep adding. Make time for yourself. Don't feel guilty to make time to care for you. If you need a 30-minute bubble bath, just go for it. Whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you come back around to being you, to feeling you. There's a lot of different ways that you can work around the three benefits that I just mentioned, but you have to do what's best for you and what feels right for you. If you need to reach me, you can email me, which I'll also put in the show notes below, or you can find me on TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram. Remember, facing small fears can lead to big changes. And facing your fears and doing it scared, it's what's going to get you moving in the right direction. So understand, heal, and rebuild after abuse. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend or a loved one that might need this information. This way you will help me reach more people like you. Also, sign up for the email list at RaquelColina.com forward slash email. Don't forget, facing small fears can lead to big changes. Thank you for being here with me today. Have a blessed week.